Okay, we are up to our second to last Haftorah, the Haftorah of Parshas Kisavo, which is Perek Samach in its entirety of Sefer Yeshayahu. The last Perek, Perek Nuntes, leaves off at the end with Hashem assuring us that his bris, his covenant with us is eternal in order to assure us not to despair, but that redemption will surely come. And that redemption is described in this chapter, in chapter 60, Perek Samach. Yeshayahu begins with an allegory of light, and that allegory will carry through the entire Perek, the entire Haftorah. Kumi ori, kiva orich. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Uchvod Hashem alaych zarach. The presence of Hashem has shone upon you. Kihine hachoshech yichaseh eretz v'arafa le'umim. Behold, darkness will cover the earth, and thick clouds will cover the nations. V'alaych yizrach Hashem, uchvodo alaych yira'eh. But upon you Hashem will shine, and his presence will be seen over you. And nations will walk by your light. Kings by the brilliance of your shine. Throughout history, the Jewish people have been seen as downtrodden and dark. Actually, in um, ancient paintings and depictions in, in medieval times, Jews were always shown as being extremely dark and dreary. And that was the feeling that surrounded Jews in Gullus. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us that real light, the light of Hashem, will shine upon us. And not only that, but it will come from us. And that the Umos HaOlam, the nations of the world that consider themselves, so to speak, the lighter nations, and those upon which the favor of Hashem shone, when in the end of days, after the redemption comes, it will be our light that they live by. They will be attracted by the, our light, and they will look toward us. Lift your eyes all around and see. They are all assembling and coming to you. Your sons will arrive from afar, and your daughters will be raised at their... The Navi tells Yerushalayim to look around and see that the Jewish people will return to her from all around. And not only will they return, but they will be brought by the nations of the world with honor. And then, as you would expect, Then you will see and be radiant. You will be scared, but then your heart will be broadened. So what does it mean that she will be scared? The nations ascending to Jerusalem has not been a good sign for millennia. First, Jerusalem will be scared that, like in times of old, her enemies were coming to occupy her. But she will realize soon that it is her, ha- is her children who are being returned home, and her heart will swell with happiness. Ki for a sea will be turned over to you. The commentaries explained either a sea of, mat- of material greatness or of people, of the Jewish people, which will be returned to her. The riches of the nations will flow to you. An abundance of camels will envelop you, camels, young, um, young horses of Midian and Ephra, all of them will come from Shva, meaning different countries will send all their riches toward Yerushalayim. Gold and frankincense they'll bear, and the praises of Hashem they will proclaim. Obviously, the most important part is that last, um, that last clause. 
The Navi is telling us that the nations of the world will bring animals and gold. Each nation will bring its own special resource. That's why it mentions the nations by name, in order to tell us that each nation will bring what's special to them, including their own local Jewish population. And not only will they give physical materials, but they will offer their services as well to build the city. They will do this because they will now see it as their privilege to serve the Creator. And as I mentioned, that last clause is the most important. They will recognize the praises that Hashem is the true God, and the praises of Hashem they will announce. Yivaser is a word that's usually used to connote announcing something new or different. And Radak says that the Navi here is trying to point out that there is a change in the outlook of the other nations. The Jewish people have always known that Hashem is the only God and He's in control. In our own lives, we might forget that sometimes, but we recognize it as true. But for the Umos HaOlam, for the other nations, this will be a new reality. And that, is what will change, and that is what will change their attitude completely toward the Jewish people. And that's why they will want to help us and they will want to bring us back to Yerushalayim and they will want to give to us. And he points out that it will even be different than the glorious days of Shlomo HaMelech, of King Solomon, when the nations were subservient to Malchus Yehuda, to the kingship of Judah. Then they brought gifts out of subjugation. It says in the book of Malachim, in the book of Kings, that the nations of the world respected the Jews and they paid tribute to them. But they did it because of fear. They did it because they were such a great nation that like other great nations, they were subservient to them and they paid homage to them. And they helped build the land because they were paid to do so. And we had the power and the resources to be able to pay for the best workers and the best material. But when the end of days comes, when Mashiach comes, it will be done not because they are paid to and not because they are scared or not because they want to be close to these materially great people, but it will be done out of recognition that Hashem is in control and we are his nation. All the flocks of Kedar will be gathered to you. The rams of Nevaios will serve you. They will be brought up with favor upon the Mizbeach, upon the altar, and I will glorify the house of my splendor, meaning the base of Mikdash. Again, speaking about how the nations of the world will bring their own special resources and they will be used in order to do the service in the base of Mikdash. Who are those that fly like a cloud, like pigeons to their homes? And now referring to B'nai Israel as opposed to the other nations, it says that we will go so quickly back to Yerushalayim to return to where we belong that it, we won't, it's as if someone's running by so fast or flying by so fast that someone cannot tell who they are. For the islands will place their hope in me and the ships of Tarshish like they did before to bring your children from afar, their gold and silver with them. For the name of Hashem, your God, and for the Holy One of Israel, for he will have glorified you. This is kind of summing up everything that we did until now, that the nations of the world will give us 
their materials and help us in order to return Yerushalayim. And in the midst of all this description of the return to Zion, to Zion, and the reverence and reverence and the dedication of the formerly antagonistic nations, Hashem says, For in anger I struck you down, but in favor I took you back. Now, we're talking about the ultimate redemption, the greatness and the happiness and the overall positivity that's going to be at that time. So it's true that the end of the Pasuk ends positively, but why does it even mention Hashem's anger in such a positive context to say to us, yes, it's true that I struck you down in anger, but I will take you back in favor. Why not just say, I'll take you back in favor? Why mention I struck you down in anger? The message of the Navi here is to tell us that when we see the ultimate redemption, when we see that Hashem takes us back in favor, we will recognize that all that came before, even the suffering, it was all from him. And not only that, but really they're connected. Because the same way that the suffering was to an unnatural extent, so too will be Hashem's mercy. Your gates shall always stay open. Day and night, they will never be shut. To let in the wealth of the nations with their kings in procession. Now there are two things that are going on here. That the gates will always be open, so security will not be an issue. We can keep the gates open for the multitudes who want to join in recognizing Hashem. And the second point, that all of these people, even the kings of the other nations, will want to join in recognizing Hashem. For the nations and kingdoms that, that do not serve you will perish, and those nations will be utterly destroyed. The nations that choose to take part in the service of Hashem, now that it is so obvious and so revealed as to what is real and true, they will, they will stay and be able to help B'nai Israel to serve Hashem. But those who choose not to will not be around neither to oppress us or even just to live their lives separately because the entire world will be joined and will be completely dedicated to service of Hashem. And no one who is not joined into that service will even exist. The glory of Lebanon will come to you, cypress, fir, and boxwood together. To glorify the place of my sanctuary, and I will bring honor to the place of my feet. The place of my feet is a phrase that is used all over Navi that references Hashem's presence in a physical place where we can physically experience, experience his existence. And really that was the purpose of the Beis HaMikdash. The purpose of the Beis HaMikdash was for there to be a place in the world where it was so clear and so obvious that Hashem's presence was there. The sons of your oppressors will go to you submissively, and all who scorned you will prostrate themselves at the soles of your feet. They will call you City of Hashem, Zion, the Holy One of Israel. Instead of you being forsaken and despised without wayfarers, I will make you into an internal pride, a joy for generation after generation. Here, these two psukim have two contrasts. In Galus, in exile, 
there were people who oppressed you and there were people who you were subservient to. And when the Gula comes, when the redemption comes, they will prostrate themselves and they will be submissive to you. And the city itself, instead of it being forsaken and destroyed, it will become a source of pride and joy for not only the entire nation, but the entire world. You will nurse from the milk of the nations and from the breasts of kings you will nurse. Then you will realize that I, Hashem, your saving, your redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. What is this reference to nursing? The nations that formerly oppressed us, as we mentioned, will humbly approach us to declare their deference, both to the city and the nation. Whereas, and whereas the throughout exile, the land was empty and barren, it will now be abundant and wealthy. This pasuk comes to describe the way in which it's done. The submission of the other nations will not be acrimonious and will not be against their will. They will be happy to give to us and to work for our welfare. Like a nursing mother, the sages tell us that more than a child wants to suckle, a mother wants to nurse, which any mother knows. That there is this desire to give that when it's taken away from you is almost painful. And that is the way that the nations of the world will be. They will want to give so badly for their own sake, it will be painful for them not to. They will offer the best that they can because they will recognize that it is for their own benefit as giving to the temple gives them a chance to serve their creator. In place of copper, I will bring gold, and in place of iron, I will bring silver, in place of wood, copper, and in place of stones, iron. Each, each clause of the Pasuk is talking about upping the value and the glory of what is brought to Yerushalayim. I will designate your appointed officials for peace and your overlords for righteousness. Lo yishama od chamas baratzeich, shod vashever bigulayich, v'karas yishuach umosayich usha'arayich tihila. No longer will there be any violence in your land, nor plunder, nor calamity in your borders. And you will call Hashem's salvation your protective walls, and his praise will be your gateways. There will be peace and harmony in the land, and it will be clear that the reason there is peace and harmony is because of Hashem's protection. No one will have any doubt that the peace and harmony and the victory that is within Yerushalayim comes from their own strength or their own power. It will be so clear that it is only from Hashem. And now the Navi returns to the allegory of light that we mentioned at the beginning. Lo yalach od Hashemish or yomam. After this Pasuk is speaking, after we talked about all the physical glory of the Messianic age, now the Navi comes to the most important part of the Messianic age, which is the spiritual glory. Lo yalach or Hashemish or yomam, no longer shall you need the sun for light by day. Lanoga hayareach lo yairlach, nor the shining of the moon for radiance by night. Vahayalach Hashem lo olam, Hashem will be your eternal light. Velokayach lesifartech, and Hashem will be your splendor. This personally is one of my favorite psukim in all of Tanakh. There will be transcendent light that will obviate the need for the sun and the moon. That Hashem's presence will be what lights, what, what guides us and what lights up our existence. Lo yavi od shimsheich, your sun will set no more. V'yerechech lo yasef, and your moon will withdraw no more. Ki Hashem yiyelach lo'olam, 
because Hashem will be for you an eternal light. This last clause, that Hashem will be for you an eternal light, is the essence of this Pasuk, because at times in the past we were blessed with Hashem's light, and then it was taken away, but this time it will be forever. And therefore your days of mourning will end, because Hashem's, Hashem's favor to us will be permanent. And it is Hashem's presence that determines success. And therefore, the success and the happiness and the contentment will also be permanent, and there will be no reason to mourn. And at that point, all of the Jewish people will be righteous. They will inherit the land forever. They are the shoot that I planted, they are the handiwork in which I glory. When it says here, la'olam yirshu aretz, the simple meaning is obviously like we've been talking about, that the Jewish nation will inherit the land of Israel, Jerusalem, forever, that it will be in our hands always, like we said before, that there will not be another exile after this one. But the Mishnah says that this is referring to the world to come, that every Jew is born with a place in the next world. Besides the promise that we are will be redeemed from exile, the Navi also references here a further promise that we have a portion in the eternal world, and we should be encouraged that this is where the true future lies. But back to the time of redemption, the smallest will become a thousand, and the youngest will become a mighty nation. I am Hashem. At that time, I will speed it up. The last two words of this Haftorah are two of the most famous words of in Sefer Yeshayahu, in the book of Yeshayahu, and perhaps in all of Nevi'im Achronim of the later prophets. In a simple fashion, Radak explains, Bi'ita at the time I will speed it up, that when the time finally comes for the redemption will come, to come, it will happen expeditiously, it will happen right away. Barbanel offers an explanation that will speak to any student of history. He says that the closer we get to the time of the redemption, the faster the events of history unfold. Any decade of the last 200 years could fill volumes and volumes as world events and human progress seems to be set on fast forward, especially when compared to earlier stages in human existence. So the Bravanel says, at its time I will speed it up, meaning the closer we get to the redemption, the faster human history goes. Finally, there is the explanation of the Talmud. The Talmud emphasizes the seeming contradiction between the two words, at its time I will speed it up, which is it, at its time, or sped up? And the Talmud answers it is either or, not like the Radak and the Bravanel that use the two words together, but when Hashem says that the Gula, that the redemption will come, it's either or if we deserve the redemption through our merits, it will become whenever it will come whenever we deserve it. If we do not, there is a preordained time when Hashem will bring it no matter what. That option, which is listed first in the verse, is the ultimate comfort. No matter what we do, Hashem will never forsake us. There is a time past which we will not stay in exile. There is a time that the redemption will come no matter what happens. But the second option of the verse is the one that we desire. We desire that Hashem should bring the redemption soon, that He should bring it early because we merit it. Let us make ourselves worthy of that great redemption right away. And when we are, Hashem promises that he will bring it speedily.